Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Taboo. Guys, I have my best friend on the podcast, my other best friend. I was like, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) I want her to introduce herself. Um, She's going to be joining us today. We're going to be talking about a multitude of things. So strap in and get ready. Um, I wanted to start by asking you, Mm -hmm. what are three things that you think people should know about you? Okay, yeah. One of the things you definitely always say is like, I'm a private person. Uh And it, it doesn't mean that like, I don't like you right? or, or I'm not bringing you into like the fold mm-hmm. of yeah. like, my intimate life. I think I've, that's just the way I was raised. Like, okay. um, another thing is like, I can be pretty fickle. Mm-hmm. I wake up thinking one thing and the next day I can think something completely different. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think that's Gemini. okay. <laughs> or hour to hour, day to day. That's correct. <laughs> and lastly, day to day. Um, I, I prioritize kindness over everything. Period. So if, mm. I, if, I'm, if I'm being nice to you, it's just because like that's my philosophy. It's like <laughs> kindness. Why, yeah. why would I be any nasty? Other way? Yeah, there's no yeah. like ulterior mo- motive to it. It's, it's just like yeah, this is just, just me. It's just how I. Am. Yeah. It's very lovely. <laughs> it's very it's a beautiful rare. Aura. It's really really rare to me. Yeah. Oh, thank you guys. So this is not some random stranger that I pulled off the street because she's vegan and pretty. <laughs> okay. Screaming. <laughs> this is my girl. We met at NYU uh, five years ago. Now that's crazy. You to guys me. are. I was thinking about that the other day. That is crazy to me. And our relationship grew over time. Now, at first when I met Benu, I was like, she's super private. She's super guarded. I don't know if she just doesn't like me. Like, I didn't know what it was. Yeah. And then eventually I started realizing it wasn't personal because everybody that knew her also didn't know Jack about her either. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, so this is not personal. She's just private. But then as time goes on, like what you really get to see is the how time works, um, yeah. how like she really lets you in over time. Mm. And there were things that like I would have never guessed about her, would have never known about her had I not waited around. Mm. Had I just been like, she doesn't like me, this is it. Then I don't know if she would be sitting here right now. I am honored and blessed to call her my friend. Same. And so that's why I asked her to come onto this episode and talk about some of the personal things in her life. Right. But anyway, I already have a question for you. So like <laughs> with your private life, like why do you, why do you feel like you, keep everything private is it because like you don't want to share it or you just like we're just not raised to share it like what is that you know i don't think it's intentional yeah i think like for me i i always question over sharers mm. like people who are just so willing to just share intimate things about themselves I'm right like, that's just kind of like suspicious <laughs> to me right, and, right. So, and i think it's always been a suspicion of mine like mm-hmm. why do you feel the need to just Overshare. invite people into like Your who face. you are so yeah. quickly. Right. And I think that I've always just been kind of like conscious of that. And yeah. it's not that I have like a bunch of secrets that I'm guarding or anything. Yeah. It's more so just like kind of w- wanting to reveal my authenticity in spaces I feel comfortable in. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Because it's like you do that too quickly and then it bites you always yeah. it comes always. back around yeah because you know? i'm literally the opposite of that spectrum where i'm like on instagram like hey guys this is my day like, <laughs> this, is doing, this exact moment but how do you keep like those boundaries with people as you continue like this privacy in your life because you know, i know there's some people who want to push back on it mm-hmm. i feel like i feel like people who have like large families yeah know that and that that actually could be one of the reasons why my family is so huge that you don't really get privacy in that way got mm-hmm. it you know when especially when you live with a lot of people yeah um you can't really keep to yourself as much. Yeah. Someone's always going to barge in. Kristen knows. I'll be on the phone with her for like two hours. Door will wide, wide open. <laughs> Literally. Revolving door. Yeah. People don't knock. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, and so I think when I go out into the world and I meet people, like 
the people in my family, they've known me forever. Right. And so... I feel comfortable with them knowing things about mm-hmm. me that other people probably wouldn't know. Makes sense. But when I meet other people, it's like, uh, I don't know how you'll receive me in that way. Mm. You know, it's and it's definitely like a guarded type of like behavior. Right, yeah. right. Um, But it's... But it's, it's like rightfully it's, so. It's helped me. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say. Because yeah. so. Loki, there's some things I wish I could take back, especially when I'm like, because I am that overshare. I, I wish I could go back and be like, or like I don't have to. My whole thing is like, I want to connect with people and like yeah. make sure that they know that they're not alone in certain like walks of life. Absolutely. So when we go through something like, when, I, when I've gone through like those moments where I'm like, I feel very, very alone. I'm mm-hmm. like, I just never want somebody else to go through this. So I overshare and mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. That's hold real. on, hold on. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Rewind. Because <laughs> I don't need to connect to everybody. I just want to connect to a couple people and yeah. make them happy. You know, and it, it's it's allowed me to really like read people. Yeah. You know, like Kristen said. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, like Kristen said, like she's like, she's stuck around, but she's actually one of the very few people who's really watched me transform into the person that I am today. Wow. Which is why it's I want wild. to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, I want to start she from knows, now. Like, she needs she to knows come like on the show. day zero of like adult Bennu to like now. Yeah. Right? Which is, and, and the fact that I've shared so many things with her just shows just like how pure of a spirit it's she so is. It's so crazy, bro. Because, okay, that's why I want to start now. I don't want to get too off topic because I want to <laughs> start from today. I want to start with yeah. the last 365 days or so. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So uh, quarantine and COVID. Okay, quarantine, COVID, frustration, lots of changes and adaptation. Yeah. Did I just rhyme? Yeah, looking mm-hmm. that, that was a bar. Mm-hmm. Bar for yeah. bar. <laughs> bar for bar. <laughs> um, so there were a lot of changes that went on in your life. Not asking you to share all of them mm-hmm. because like she just said, um, she likes people to get to know her. But this is a very, very transparent podcast. So whatever this you like are the, willing the to- round table talk. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever you're comfortable with sharing i want you to share um definitely and so overall as like a summary just the main highlights of the last year what has it been like since we've graduated and the reason i'm asking is because this podcast y'all listening you already know i went through it this last mm-hmm. year like depression we all did and there were times where I would reach out to Bennu. Oh, sidebar guys, she is the person that runs our Black Women's Book Club. The Courage to Be Disliked came from her. Mm. Um, Such and, a good book. Yes, Thank God for you. Period. <laughs> Listen, it's so okay, good. You know. And when she she brought it up in in the book club, of, like when we were discussing which book was next, and she started reading like the first chapter about how trauma does not exist. So when Bennu brought it up, we were all like, "Here she go with her shit," like because she's all <laughs> above. Yes, her angelic shit. And we're like, no, trauma does exist, Bennu. But anyway, um, she's the person that introduced a lot of my friends and myself to that book and put me on to a whole nother level of perspective I couldn't even imagine. Um, And it was around that time a few months ago um, as well that we started sharing some of like our trials and tribulations in the last year. Mm -hmm. I was super distanced from like a lot of my friends. And, And then we started relating over the fact that we're both kind of going through a lot of the similar things. It was shocking to me right. hearing her say out loud, like, I'm struggling. Right. And I hope I'm not oversharing for no, you. Totally fine. But that's the honest truth about why I was so impressed and why I fell even more in love with her because I was like, I need to have her on the podcast because I need other people that might see her as this, I guess not like um 
Hold on. Like, like not like a <laughs> not like like a model of action or character, but yeah. oftentimes, yeah. Like even when I met her, every time I would see Benu, it'd literally be like a Monday morning. Like her makeup is done, her fit is on point. I'm right. like, hello, hello, <laughs> hello. We're no, just going I, to get a baby. You know what's so crazy? It's like you really do. I don't. I don't even know if you realize it, but you like pick and choose like the perfect people because Benu, I have no idea what happens in your life. Like it's absolutely nuts. <laughs> and I'm like, she's so loyal because like, I, what's going on with Benu? She's good. That's it. So I wanted you to share some of that, share some of the things that you were comfortable even telling me about, you know, the peaks and valleys in this last year. Definitely. First, I definitely have to put out um, kudos to my brother who put me onto the book. Yeah. He, he, he would listen to this and be like, so you just going to sit here and act like, <laughs> <laughs> like you found that book yourself. Like, that's so crazy. You got to take all the credit? That's crazy. <laughs> no, really. In that, that voice, too. Um but no, I mean, I literally was listening to the audiobook of it before I bought it to book club. Mm-hmm. And just every single chapter that they would pose these questions that were super controversial, it really made me um, get back into journaling. Right. Um, which our friend Linda put me on to. Mm-hmm. Journaling is like super healing. Yeah. Um, and let's just start with the fact that we didn't have a graduation, right. which was something that we were looking forward to. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Kristen and I definitely, I feel, have bonded over like our academic interests. Yeah, that have just spilled over into the way we kind of think about life. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, just the deep conversations that we would have, and so going to school at NYU, which is such just an academic rigor, like it's super rigorous. Yeah. Mm-hmm to just exist there in that space where people are like, yeah, just create this app. And they're like a freshman. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you're like, what am I doing? Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah of course. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in physics lab right yeah. now. And right. it's like, that's a feat in and of itself, but you're kind of shitting on yourself. Yeah. Right. Like constantly. No matter what you do. Of course. Yeah. So the fact that we were about to like walk across this Asia Yankee Stadium is just like, was a huge triumph wow. that we were going to be able to really celebrate together. Right. Um, and not being able to do that was like, a huge blow yeah um especially being black especially being come on like we started off in a program exactly for black people and colored people that's where we met so like to get there and like the goal of that program was to level the playing field to make sure that everybody had an equal shot at making it and and like achieving academic achievement success so to go from that to to just nothing it's crazy yeah Yeah, it's, it's insane and so I was literally, we were all kicked out of housing. I was forced back home. And like I said, I live in a house of a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and just having to be reintroduced to that f- really heavy family life. Yeah. But now as a, a woman who's experienced a couple of things. And it was it, it was a lot having to deal with my, like, re-getting to know my parents. Mm. Re-getting to know my siblings. Mm. Um, finishing my degree online. <laughs> and then also dealing with the fact that there was no real social expression yeah. that yeah. I was used to. Of course. Um, anyone knows me and my family, they act like they never see me. They're like, yeah, Benu comes home and then like, I blink my eyes and she's gone. <laughs> like I just see her closing the door behind her with a bag. Right. Um, <laughs> big no, ass bag. Big ass bag. You know, like, like, I'm out. And that was, that That became a part of my life. Yeah. Always being on the move. Right. Um, and so just being sedentary like that, it definitely shifted things into, um, a, a, a least positive yeah. type of yeah. situation. Um, but the only thing that I really had going for me was that I knew that it was going to be temporary. Mm. And I'm like a organized plan your life type of chick. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I have a 90 day planner. It's like, no, I know what's going to happen in the next 90 yeah. days. Of course. I said that X is going to happen in the next 90 days. And 
God literally, I, you know, I rep for God. <laughs> God literally was just like, nah, sis. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rewind. You need to do this. When you plan God laughs or something like that. Literally. Yes. He literally laughed in all of our faces and was like, what are you talking about? 2020 is canceled. Canceled. <laughs> 2020, 2021, yeah. 2022. 2022. Like, <laughs> I, I'll see you when I see you, baby. Exactly. <laughs> about that. Um, and so... You know, I worked summer 2020 uh-huh. and was just trying to keep busy so mm-hmm. I wouldn't have to deal with everything that happened. Yeah. And I was like applying to grad school during that time, mm-hmm. like studying for tests. I was just kind of and, and this was after I had completed my degree online. Yeah. Um, and I was taking full classes at the time still. Yeah. Yep. I still had one more major requirement that I had to fulfill. So I was literally working around the clock, helping out in my house. Yeah. Um, and was very slowly just reaching burnout. Mm, <laughs> was, of course, you know, and it's like your 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 iPhone's on like one percent. You keep plugging it in like yeah. just just in time. Like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's what I was doing, and I wasn't really taking care of myself uh, emotionally. I was kind of just like pushing everything down to the the, the bottom of the hamper, so I wouldn't yeah. have to deal with it. Right. Um. But in applying to grad school and trying to deal with everything, it got hit with a loss. Like someone who was very close with me, like I got hit with that loss in my family, and I think I just. I reached a point of physical and emotional depletion. Right. And I just couldn't, I couldn't deal with it anymore. <clears throat> and the next couple of months were just, I was constantly met with no's in the job search. Yeah. No's in the grad school department. It was, it was just a lot of rejection. Right. And everyone is looking at me like, we're so confused. And I think they were saying that because they were trying to comfort me and like knowing that, no, you're supposed to like, you're, yes, yeah. it's supposed to happen in your mm-hmm. life. It's supposed to be all wins. And every time I heard that, was just kind of even more discouraging. Hard. Yeah, it was like yeah. yeah, yeah, like saying, "Oh, I'm confused. That's why this happened." Is like I'm I'm confused, yeah. but that's not really helping me in the situation right now. And so it was, yeah. I just relate to that so much. I think I always forget that like everyone has somewhat of the same walks of life, no matter what. And mm-hmm. I have to remind myself of that because it's like that's exactly what I went through, and so that resonates with me so much because like it wasn't so much of the job search, but it was kind of just like. I mean, I guess it was, but it was just like overall, like life, I was getting so much like rejection. Rejection, just, like, yeah. yeah. And it was just like everything that I was like striving for and like going for and all the goals that I had would just like keep getting like beaten down and beaten down and beaten down. And so no it was just like- how qualified you yeah, are Yeah, exactly. It. And like yeah. my parent, my parents' like favorite saying is like, I don't understand. Like, how come you can you couldn't get it? Or how come you didn't do it? That's As just, if it's I, your fault. Literally, like even now when I'm applying to jobs, my dad's like, oh, I heard so many people are getting jobs now. Like- yeah, so many people but me. Thank you for reminding me <laughs> no, about that. Yeah, like then, I didn't need to hear that. And the same breath would tell you, but don't compare yourself to other people. Right, exactly. And it's like, that's what you do to yeah. like kind of put a fire underneath yeah. you. Like as Absolutely. if that should be motivating me. Absolutely. Competing with someone else. Yeah. <laughs> and like, just second of all, I'm so sorry for your loss. I'm oh, so, so sorry. You. I know how much that like will take everything and just spiral you out of control. Listen, so I completely understand that. I'm wondering then, like you just talked about after that loss, that was like, your moment of physical, mental, emotional depletion. Definitely. How do you readjust? How do you recalibrate? How do you how do you get back on the horse? Right. Shout out to Linda. I've already mentioned her. I'll probably mention her many more times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because I feel like everyone is like a, a woman growing up. It's like, oh, you should have a diary. And I was just like, I always tried to have a diary. I always mm-hmm. tried to like write about my day. Like, Me diary. too. This, this shit happened today. <laughs> it was wild. Yeah. But like... <laughs> I just could never follow up. I have like a million notebooks from like Sorry, middle school <laughs> that are unfinished. Unfinished, maybe like three page written in it. Yes, that's uh, it. Yes. Um, but just hearing about how magical it's been for Linda with journaling. Yeah. Um, and even my mom, 
made me really give it a shot. Mm-hmm. And I just would write. Even if I had nothing to write, I would just start writing a word. Mm-hmm. Um, if nothing came, I would just kind of sit and think like, no, you have to reflect. Like you have to actually force face. Yourself. Yeah. yeah, force right. yourself to face the things that you don't want to deal with. Right. Um, and that that really helped me kind of look at what my role in it was. Mm-hmm. Not to beat up on myself, but to really say like, have you worked hard enough? You know yeah. what I mean? And not yeah. and not in the sense where it's like, oh, you haven't been productive enough. It's like, no, yeah. when you sat down to to write out your grad school applications or when you sat down to, I guess, really apply to jobs. Mm-hmm. Like, were you looking at salaries and just applying to them because it, mm. it fit what you wanted? Or are you actually looking at what work you want to do? Exactly. Yeah, and, and work that could impact someone else potentially. Absolutely. Um, And just from that, I reached like the biggest epiphany of all. And it was just like... I had to reevaluate what my markers of success were because I was ignoring a lot of things. Yeah. And in doing that, I just kind of went back to basics and that was just like gratitude. So like every morning I would either physically say it out loud or write down what I was thankful for that day. That's crazy. Not as living the same life. mm -hmm. I'm like freaking out right now. That is crazy. Listen, 101 manifestation. Literally. literally. (laughs) (laughs) That is crazy. Definitely. I had... and it was like from the simplest things, you know, we're living in a pandemic. It's yep. like, we're alive. I'm alive. Yep. Like I can breathe. I'm not on a ventilator. Yeah. And once I got from like those very obvious big things, it got even more like specific and, and internal, and yeah. internal right. you know, yeah. and I was in, and then I got, it, I just became so much more appreciative of all the things that, that I, I wasn't rejected from mm. that. I, that I didn't have to have, someone say like tell me that i could be here in this situation or at this table i just started to appreciate where i was um and i was just i became thankful for being able to like be with my siblings this is probably the last time that we'll ever all live together yeah Yeah. you know and that's crazy you know being at school and i did a lot of traveling like for my whole entire college career i was out out of the country for most of the time um or in a different state working in an internship and you know, I have an older sibling who now has three children and she's 30. Uh, so she's legitimately like eight years older than me. Mm-hmm. I now have like a full blown relationship with her that wow. I didn't have before. Um, just watching my brother deal with his struggles and being able to not trauma bond with him. But yeah. <laughs> um, we we were all because everyone was going through it in yeah. the pandemic in right. their own way. Right. We We just shifted the conversation towards like solutions like what can Mm. we do that's going to make us feel good today that's like positive you know what i mean and so that all stemmed from like gratitude like my mom started a gratitude group chat with her and her five kids every morning we had to text like something we're grateful for um and you know it's it's funny when you grow up in like a black household and the the phrase i love you is not like used like Kristen tells me like she loves me every time we hang up the phone yeah and it's made me more comfortable to say it to my friends yeah like I tell my grandma I love you and she says, okay, okay. And, she, and she'll hang up the <laughs> really? phone. One thousand percent since I was little. Since That's I was crazy. little. And so in that group chat, like it was the first time my brother ever said like, I actually love you guys. And came home and was like, no, I mean it. Like I love the fact that I have women in my life. Like a lot of men don't get to have relationships oh. with women that are platonic or even familial. Yeah. And so it's, it's been a lot of perception shifting, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. I was thinking like, getting a job that's like a decent salary was a marker for success mm-hmm. yeah like moving out 
that's a marker for success. Right. Instead of looking at the fact that I have healthy relationships right. yeah. with women who I genuinely care about and who I know care about me and mm-hmm. my well-being. Like, that's a marker for success because people people are shitty to each other. Absolutely. Yeah. You especially know, family sometimes. Especially, especially family. family. Trust me. Child. So the you fact know? that you guys can look in within yourselves and just like change that perspective and be, just be grateful for each other yeah. in a time where it's just like you're, I know when I was in the, during the pandemic, like my parents were, and I we were going at it 24 seven. That was like the catalyst to make me move out. Cause trust I was like, me. yeah, it I was like, there. I can't do this no more. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> got there too. Yeah. Trust like, me. I wasn't it exempt. <laughs> it definitely was a lot of like reflection, you know? And so that just makes me so happy to hear. I can't believe this. This woman was living the same life as me and I had no clue. Mm-hmm. And you didn't even tell me. Well, I know I you couldn't. She's now, she's now sharing it with you not that not that she couldn't i think yeah. it was we were all like i think we were all trying to like get back to ourselves i was worried about right. me no. you know, like, <laughs> i'm not gonna hold she you said, i was going through myself and and I mean, that's fair. Yeah. yeah i would talk to benu and the only reason i feel like i even really started opening up to her she was one of the first people like i was honest about mm-hmm. like with my mental state and the only reason that even happened is because she was sharing with me right i want people to understand that people that are guarded are not doing it all the time because they're scared of you like she said like some people are just nasty but it's also because they need to take their time like with themselves mm-hmm. and what 1, what Banu does all Absolutely. the time is reflect even though you weren't necessarily doing it with a journal all of your life you you are a mental note taker right um, and so like keeping you having you as a friend and being able to have you in my community of like a sounding board like that's Mm -hmm. what you called me throughout the whole pandemic like i need a sounding board Mm -hmm. and when i'm upset or bothered by people Mm -hmm. by family by situations (laughs) you're my sounding board so the 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 tone yes (laughs) seriously (laughs) by people it's it's you you know who you are yes (laughs) and so it means a lot to me to be in your community and so i wonder like part of part of like i guess the mystery about you is how do you decide who gets to be a part of that sounding board how do you decide who gets to see all of you and not just the parts of you that people want to see is it a conscious decision no yeah i was supposed to say that because it seems like the way you are just like you when you put good out into the world Mm -hmm. like you receive good so i feel like because you you're like at the at the base of you you're just a good person mm -hmm. good people flock to you yeah you know thank you no problem (laughs) (laughs) because like yeah no 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 no. like I try to do that yeah. as much as possible. Trust me, I've I haven't always had great people in my life. Of course, yeah, I know. you know, and so, and I, I definitely feel like it's an energy thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, and I I feed off of energy. Like, I could walk into a room and if, and if it feels weird, oh, we've been there. Yeah. I've been like, I am head out. Yeah. Yeah. We've walked into NYU rooms and walked and right, walk right back out because it's She's like, like no, I'm not vibe is weird. This yeah. vibe is vibe let's is go off. get insomnia and go home. And sit on the <laughs> Literally, yeah. okay, watch like insecure or something. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so it, it's not a conscious decision. Yeah. I just, I'm heavy into manifestation. Like that, yeah. that shit is real. Yep. It absolutely. is a thousand percent yeah. real. Um, and like you said, putting out the vibes that you want to receive back. Mm-hmm. I think the way I was raised, the world, like they were, the way the world was explained to me was like, everything is like an energy field. Mm. And, and this might sound kind of far out, but like literally and when i took physics it just solidified it for me because i was just like everything literally is moving energy Mm -hmm. right and when you know that everything is energy you can tap into it and manipulate it the way you want it to absolutely and i think a large part of development for me in the post-grad kind of way of thinking about it has just been like yourself is the most constant thing in your life Mm -hmm. and i just have seen the effect of having 
people who aren't repping for you. And not just in myself, but like in my siblings, like yeah. in my family. Like when you don't have a community and a tribe of people who not even so much are cheering you on, but people who are doing for themselves. Yeah. They're always going to cheer you on yeah. because mm-hmm. they're cheering themselves on. Like Absolutely. people who are just like, I'm focused on me and I'm trying to yeah. I'm, I'm trying to live lavish in the way that I feel right. lavish living looks. Right. Yeah. And people like that can never be concerned with what you have or what you don't have. Yeah. You know what I or mean? Or who you are and who mm-hmm. you're not. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so I I literally wrote down the type of people I wanted to be around, especially when I was feeling like pretty low right. in that space. And I was reflecting on the life that my aunt lived and the people that she had in her life. She had people in her spiritual community that she, that loved her because she poured into them in the mm-hmm. ways that she could. Right. She had people in her family. We all loved her. And then she had people who were her people. And mm-hmm. she'd yeah. like, you know, she would be getting ready on a Friday night. I'm like, where are you going on? She's like, I'm going out. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, mind your business. Doing my own thing. <laughs> right. Um, but she, and she told me, she curated that for herself. Like, she's like, I knew that I, I wanted to have women that I could let loose with. And I yeah. wanted to have women that I could talk about spirit with. And yeah. I mm. wanted to have women and men and children that I could just pour into because mm. that's what was that's what was done to me. Mm-hmm. And it really, in this post-grad space, it made me sit down and really like assess the people that I have in my life yeah. and just the integral role that they could play in shaping who I am. Because, you know, when you when you start to think about the experiences you want to have in your 20s and your 30s, right. you always want to do it with people. But you want to be with people who you know are just going to be down for yeah. a good vibe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Genuine. Like like we said episodes ago, people you can make memories with. Right. Exactly. Ones that you won't look back and be like disgusted by or hurt right. by. I always say to Liana, the reason I wanted her to come out with us a few weeks ago was because I never have to worry about us when we go out. Nobody's yeah. worried about men. We're literally all just having a good time and by that yeah. naturally we just have a great time and whoever yeah. flocks the with Negroes be flocking exactly <laughs> the Negroes be we flocking didn't, you know what's crazy though, for you. when we met we met like a specific guy um, she'll shout out to him because he was so fine but um, <laughs> <laughs> we met a specific yeah. guy uh, that night that we went out it was so funny because he was like you guys have such good energy you have such good energy and when I came home you know it was the first thing I said to um, my sister when I was explaining the night I was like Kristen has this friend I was like she has this friend Benu. her eyes are so beautiful but she has this aura about her like you just oh, you I'm not even trying to gas you for real but like, it was just so nuts because I was like, nah, like she has this like this energy around her that was just like, you're going to have a good time no matter what. Yeah. And I was just looking at you. I was like looking at you guys and like when you guys are all together, like you, Linda, Kristen, like Christina Tate, like oh, when you guys are all together, I'm like, damn, like this is a, a friendship that I see you guys growing old together, you know, yeah, like you guys are like taking those 40 year old trips on to like whatever island. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to be in there. I don't know about y'all. Like, <laughs> you're I, know, I know I didn't go to NYU, but I'm trying to be in there. Yeah, you're I was like, always invited. This is the energy. It's so <laughs> rare. Marisa, Literally, it's just so, it's so rare to find a group of people um, who are just so genuine and true to themselves and like want to be better. And like, I feel like so many people are, like you said, we define success in so many different ways. Yeah. So we'll go in and we'll think like, you know, I need to move out or I need to have the nicest car. I need to have this. And like, Literally. all this, all that stuff is materialistic. Like when you look back and you remember who, like you just said, of your aunt, like when you look back to that life, like you just remember of the amount of people that loved you and like mm-hmm. amount of people that you yeah. had, that you have. And like at the end of the day, it all comes down to relationships, no matter how many, how much like people don't want to work on it. Mm-hmm. That's like the biggest part of your life and big really part of society is. as well. It's just like, this is how you are remembered. The relationships you made, the connections you made with people. So it's like, why not take the time to work on that? Really curate that to make it sure that like it benefits you. And sometimes it even benefits you in like a- In a resource type of way. Resource yeah. type of way. That's a, fact. <laughs> That's a fact. I mean, it's like, when you look at like Kristen, for example, right. who is someone who pours into her friends. Absolutely. Genuinely. Like, if I didn't have Kristen during the time that I was low, 
I would have felt extremely lonely. Oh yeah, I said all the time I'd be dead in a ditch without her. Like, <laughs> come on, and, and she and she's someone who always calls things out as yeah, it is. And right. She won't sugarcoat it, and not in a way that's condescending or in a way that's like secretly trying to nitpick at people. Because right. I've I've known people like that. And it's like you're you're trying to make me feel shitty right now. Yeah. yeah. Like and I, and I got your number. <laughs> I <laughs> you know, that. That's not cool. Yeah. Just, you don't you don't do it in that way at all. And yeah. well, part of that I have to say is like. It's not like I, I had that issue before, but I even said at my 22nd birthday party, I don't know if you remember, I said, I never thought I would have a group of friends like this. Yep. I never thought I'd be the girl that had so many girlfriends, right. like mm-hmm. genuine friends. Like <laughs> I met this guy a few weeks ago and he said, like I was talking to my friends. I was like, well, the blonde one was Leanna. And I was like, the other <laughs> one that had on a white top, that was Bennett. And so he was like, you keep calling them all your best friends. And I was like, yeah, I said what I said. Cause they are. And he you was could. shocked by that. Like, <laughs> you you just called them all your best friends and right. i was like because they're all genuinely there for me as i was getting older when i even when i met you how can i remain true to myself without making people feel badly mm. and that's mm. why there you know there were multiple phone calls to you where i'd be like <laughs> this person did this and i know you saw that and you peeped this, this. Am I bugging? yeah <laughs> am i bugging because like that nah, yeah that too. because that Benu, we want kindness to be something that resonates but also like we handle things very right. differently right and i find that really awesome amongst all my friends none of us handle the same situation the same way Mm -hmm. um but benu is the person who will make me reevaluate the way i say things Mm. to people you're the person that uh, like helps me understand when somebody's not for me and how no matter how hard i go to help them become a better person it's not my job right and that was something that i really struggled with last year Mm -hmm. i really wanted to be friends with this one person so badly I felt like I poured into that friendship, like she said. I wasn't getting the results back, and she saw it. It was backfiring. All, none it was, of us. She said it. Yes. Was just not giving. It, it, it just wasn't, wasn't giving. giving. It was, right. It just it was wasn't giving. giving. Right. And um, it's just it was difficult for me to let go of because I guess also at this age, having so many good girlfriends, I wasn't used to meeting a woman who who couldn't reciprocate what was being given. Yeah, That's rare for me now. And I'm usually able to peep that and be like, you know what, that's not the person for me. But for some reason, I just wanted, I wanted her to feel the the love that I could give and the right. love that I received right. from the rest of our friends. Mm-hmm. And so I remember calling Benu and her saying to me, like, I know you're upset, but what, what this relationship is, like she said, it's just not giving. Yeah. Like, and you know that. Yeah. So don't try to keep forcing it. Just let it go. Right. That was the one and only time somebody told me to let it go and I didn't get pissed off. Right. That was the one and wow. only time. Because right. that's where, a triggering yes, sentence. Let it go. Relax. Right. No. Don't get me tired. Don't do now. that. <laughs> um, and so, but that that just shows it depends who it's coming from because right. you know the intention behind it. I was about to you say know that. that it's not dismissive. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That was something mm-hmm. that was super important for me and like all the relationships I have now, right. am I being dismissed right. or am I being like, am I being helped? Yeah. Like, am I being heard and understood and validated, mm-hmm. but then given a different path of like, you know, action so that I'm not then stressed out about something that I can't control. Mm-hmm. And so I, mm-hmm. I felt like this whole year for you and I was letting go of the things that are not for us, oh. mm. no matter how hard we've tried to hold on to them. Come on. Cause you know, I, I was supposed to be Batty Esquire for like, yeah. For all of my life. Yeah. <laughs> and I decided like, let me let me really look at yeah. what law entails for me. Yeah. And I was like, this is not it. Really? Not at all. I was down for the legal field. Mm-hmm. Like right. I was going to be a, a, yeah. a black woman lawyer. All yeah. throughout school, you know? she did internships in regards to law. All oh, of that. Okay, you know? okay, okay, yeah. And, and, they, and they really did 
play in my yeah it, development mm-hmm, they did and they helped me in the long run mm-hmm. but you know uh, my partner's in law school now yeah i've watched what he's gone through and i'm like eh. that was like the first tick it was like mm. on the no side like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's like, going through it over there i'm gonna I'm chill for a second I'm, I'm chill over here. <laughs> like i was already taking a gap year which turned into two years because right? of the pandemic right i was extremely grateful for that because had i not had like to really sit and really look at what mm-hmm. working in this field would require. Right. I think I would have gone Just straight pushing, through, yeah. pushed, and then realized coming out of law school that like, I actually don't even want to be a lawyer. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? Plus, the loans that you take is insane yeah. to get your degree. Yeah. Like, I don't have any student loans. Right. Right. Like, I'm an anomaly. Like, yeah. many of the people in our school. From NYU, you better live your best life. Nice. Come on. <laughs> And I graduated with a good GPA. Exactly. So it's just like, I can really go anywhere from yeah, here. Exactly. Um, and every it was just everything. The more I looked at the details of it, I was just like, nah, this really is not for me. Yeah. And but that wasn't an easy decision it was to not. come to. And that's what I was alluding to. It took me two years to get to that yeah. decision. To yeah. realize, like, you can do what you want to do without a law degree. Um, and you, you can take a different avenue. Yeah. And perhaps... Right do something even greater than what you thought a degree in law would get you to. Mm. I think every black person has this idea. Like we've, we've all talked about it before, like the big three, like mm-hmm. doctor, lawyer, whatever else is like very Especially corporate Especially if you're parents wise. immigrants. Yeah. Like, you don't have you. a choice. You so like choice. you don't have except a choice. But yeah. even, even then it's like black people are so traumatized by this country, rightfully so, mm-hmm. that the only ways they know to make money are like those top, top corporate jobs. Right. Those mm-hmm. white collar jobs. And it can be super discouraging. It's so crazy because the minute that you let go of something that is not in alignment with you and you make space for like what's supposed to be for you, mm-hmm. things just start falling into place. Absolutely. I started applying to master's programs. Mm. I requested information because this story is insane to me. I'm still reeling from mm-hmm. it. People called me that day, the day that I requested information about the programs. I'm like thinking, I can do sp- yeah. spring enrollment. Like, right. that's, that's cool. Like, that would be perfect. Right. I'm going to get the ball rolling quickly. These women, you know, Samantha, hi. Um, tell me about yourself. And it was like wow. an impromptu, it was an impromptu interview. I was just like, no, I can I can send you my resume like today within mm-hmm. the next 10 minutes. Sent it out. She's like, yeah, no, you're a perfect candidate. You can meet, you can meet the fall enrollment. When I tell you that she pushed my like my whole application through to the admissions committee, she waived my application fee. Like Get she the freak out of here. No, and, and these were three random women who were just like repping for me out of nowhere and that was like the biggest confirmation for me because it was like you finally stopped knocking on that that door that was a wall yeah (laughs) you turned around (laughs) to like what you were supposed to do Mm -hmm. damn don't tell that i will that's quit my job don't say that to me bro bro. listen i'm not saying nothing to stop what happened to me (laughs) no because when that happened i was just like that's so insane. As, yeah. As, yeah. as someone who works really hard, yeah. like you two work very hard. Like right. imagine setting your life up so that X, Y, and Z happens in right. that way because you've set it up that way. Mm. And then it just doesn't work out and you shift and then everything starts to fall into place seamlessly. Mm-hmm. It's right. like, no, this is real. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, She's and, here to tell her story in real life. <laughs> <laughs> it could happen to you too. No, but that's why that's why I absolutely believe in manifestation like when you truly, because manifestation, a lot of it comes from like knowing exactly what's in your heart. Like when mm-hmm. you manifest, you have to really touch, like tap into 
what your true desires are. Yeah. And yeah. so I feel like when that finally comes out, you know exactly what you want to do. Like the universe and God, like even if they're two different entities or the same exact entity, like mm-hmm. they just, they mm-hmm. work together to make sure that everything aligns and like that yeah. path opens What's up for, for you. you. Yeah. For you. And even if it doesn't happen right away for you, you're like lucky because it happened like right away. But I remember for me, like when I first had um, the idea for the podcast, like it took me like two years to finally actually start seeing signs. Mm-hmm. But it was like, I knew, and when I got to that point, I was like, all right, I wasn't ready to see those signs back then right. because I was still dealing with a whole bunch of stuff that I need to get rid of first. I need to go through a whole bunch of experiences to get me to that point where it's like, okay, now that I'm here, now I understand, now I can see the signs. I've cleared my mind enough to know where I'm like, this is how this path is going to go down. And it's just made it so much easier. So it's, mm-hmm. it's yeah. absolutely nuts. This is crazy. Yeah. This is this is a crazy manifestation moment. Because yeah. I remember when, like I remember eating Thai in your room on 14th Street and Kristen was like, Leanna wants to start like a podcast and she wants me to co-host. And I was like, that's insane. You (laughs) should do it. Yeah. I literally was like, what? Me? And then it was like, do it. Are you kidding? She's like, your perspectives are so different. I feel like. So different. So (laughs) I love you guys. I also wanted to mention, you mentioned your partner. I'm screaming. Let's get into okay. it. Um, <laughs> I will not mention his name, but love him. Shout to him. Now the audience knows you're guarded. Been guarded. Long time. Exactly. <laughs> for life. <laughs> but you let somebody in. And that, I'm looking from the outside in. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> Almost unheard of. Okay? She's so annoying. Like, unheard of because this girl, when I met her, obviously had a peak and a valley and peaks and valleys with other romantic relationships that thankfully did not work out. Right. Um, didn't see it then, but definitely see it now. All a part of the process. Exactly. Yeah. And then you let somebody in who's become an actual rock in your life. Yeah, mm. it's, it's insane. And I know even like discussing this last year, you going through so many changes, naturally your relationship had to go to, through so many oh, changes. My days. So what did that look like? What did what did your relationship look like? How do you how do you see where you were before this pandemic started in your romantic relationship to now? What you know, changed? The pandemic definitely like accelerated the get to know you mm, more right. you have that phase where like we we met working yeah and you know it was it was a i'm feeling you type of vibe and i was like yeah. of course you're feeling me like <laughs> have you seen <laughs> me you're feeling me too <laughs> tell me something different please <laughs> um but no um we ended up becoming friends mm-hmm. and that that was that's what was really crazy about it because i was yeah. just like no i really rock with you yeah and we we really developed a real friendship so it was a great foundation for us mm-hmm. because we already knew how to relate to each other on mm. like this different platonic yeah. that turned into a, a romantic level. yeah right, yeah right. and you know we operated long distance for about what was that like six months we were long distance for yeah. about six or seven months and the pandemic actually brought us to the same state because he's from new york as well mm-hmm. Because yeah. unofficially, it was longer than that, right? Way longer. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, like, oh, no, it, was just, it was just the six months that we were nah, completing our yeah. degrees. Because we, we mentioned yeah, before yeah, yeah. the last year of our, yeah. of our of college. Got it, okay. Um, And I always say that, like, you caught me at the perfect time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got lucky. That, any, any earlier, I would have been dead for you. Yeah. <laughs> Once I would have been over, like, got him. <laughs> no, I would have the exact opposite. I was yeah. like, before Hot Girl Summer became a thing, like, we were on our Hot Girl Spring. Like, we were, we were, we were, <laughs> we started early. We did, very early. Early, Kristen's mm-hmm. face is zoned out right now. <laughs> <laughs> the memories. Flashbacks. Um, but he caught me at the perfect time because I wasn't expecting it. And another 
point of manifestation, I remember writing down, like, if I'm going to be with somebody, like, yeah. in a relationship for the next time that I decide to do it, like, this is what I want. This mm. is what I want it to feel like and want it to look like. And so many of, like, the, the things that he was offering me were just checking off my list. Mm. Not to make it so calculated mm-hmm. and um, not romantic, I guess. Right. No, I, but it's as we were getting to know each other in those discovery we really like, I yeah. started to realize like oh, oh god damn that's <laughs> what <laughs> so I was asking I was like this is him did I get got <laughs> I think yep. I got got <laughs> yes um, and so when, once the pandemic happened we basically had to figure out how we were going to like be with each other all right. over again right because it was it was a different kind of long distance mm-hmm. it was like a you might have covid type yeah. of long distance i can't see you yeah um and it's so funny i always joke like we risked our lives to see each other during, oh. the, during the pandemic yeah mm-hmm. i remember the first link up we had literally in like i guess it was like april mm-hmm. no it was still kind of cold outside so like maybe march mm-hmm. it was Damn. the first time we were able to see each other after Things had gone into like no, it was it was like mid April then. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it was still cold in April. It was yeah. still cold in yeah, April. Yeah, yeah, and it was like af- right after lockdown happened. Oh and yeah, I, and I was even scared for him to get in his car and drive because I was yeah. just like, what if the cops stop you? They're right. like have checkpoints. So yeah. We didn't know what was really happening outside of our homes. Yeah. You know? Um, but it, it it kind of just made us realize they're like, no, we we are fighting to be with each other yeah. because we genuinely want to be with yeah. each other. Yeah. If he wanted to, he, he would. would. He definitely into, would. Mm-hmm. I'm stop talking. Let me tell you, I'm quitting my job tomorrow. I'm also going to stop talking to everyone. I'm talking to you like, it's clipped, it's clipped, it's clipped, it's clipped. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tight. I'm tight right now. Mm-hmm. She said it's not giving. <laughs> no, it's not giving. That is the phrase of gave. this episode. Exactly. I don't like that for me. I don't like that. Partner right. I don't like that. Stop. I don't like that. <laughs> um, and... It's and then you know because things have their 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 highs and their lows and we yeah. did we didn't have any lows with each other where it was just like oh we're going through it right it was more so us just kind of getting closer with each other to get through what everyone mm-hmm. was going through mm-hmm. and we did a lot of like we meditating with each other apart, baby yeah. no literally say. we just we, yeah we did a lot of meditating together to just kind of like bring ourselves out of whatever slump either of us was in mm-hmm. I lost someone he also lost somebody in his family mm-hmm. wow. it was just a lot happening right. And again, it wasn't it wasn't a trauma bonding. It was just more so like how can we make yeah. ourselves feel better? Yeah. Right? It was like emotional bonding. Yeah. Emotional healing, bonding, almost. emotional healing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and once that like summer twenty twenty happened, we had to go through another phase of like, well then how do we have experiences with each other while yeah. you know, we're yes. still limited yeah. in our capacity to do and, yeah. ex- and, and you know explore right. rather than just the typical let's sit at home in bed and watch Netflix right. literally like we right. still want to date we're still young like yeah. Benu is let me tell you not one thing about Benu yeah. <laughs> she's not that girl if you think you're just gonna call her to come over <laughs> not it's that clipped. guy so you you're know she's guy. like so what museum or, is at your house then <laughs> like what museum is in your closet do you have a hidden door like I got it no what's the exhibit how long exactly. does it run for <laughs> no I mean it, but it's it's interesting because I figured out that me being a busybody was also a symptom of of not being able to be still really. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I, I know how I, I can sit Damn. down I can sit down and I can meditate, but still feeling the need to just be jittery. Like I wake up in the morning, I'm like, all right. 8 a.m. Right. Like, what am I gonna do? You know what's started. so funny? Like one of my best friends, um, shout out to Jerron who runs Color Sack. He literally tells me all the time. He's like, you know, my perfect Saturday is me just sitting in bed, not doing anything. And I'm that's like, that's insane. a Saturday wasted. That's I'm insane. like, I'm like, what? You saying that just like triggered me? Literally, like, I'm like, I'm like, you, you wake up and, and, sit, and sit in bed. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, no. The you don't moment get food. I, yeah, like, on the weekend, hungry? like, and even like his like perfect day off is just to like lay down and just relax. I'm like, I could never Same. relate to that. Like the Mm-mm. my perfect day off is like 
a day well spent. A day well spent to me is like out and about, Literally. seeing my friends, like going all these places and experiencing all the things. Let me check out things. this little cafe. Right. The smoothies were good. You know? For no like, reason. It's literally like... just dressing up to go get some coffee. Like that's a, I'm like, this is a good Saturday. Like. <laughs> Seriously. I, listen, Landa, you understand my soul because Seriously. that was me. And, and like before that, when we were long distance, right. whenever we would see each other, we would have an experience together mm-hmm. because right. we both wanted to like. King and queen of date. Just, right. Yeah. We wanted to just date. Right. You know what I mean? Like, do people date anymore? I don't know. <laughs> That's a whole yeah. other conversation. You can come right. back for that, though. Literally. Screaming. Yeah. But you know what it was? Like, it kind of was, like you said, like, just uh, your whole life you grew up, like, as a busy body. And for me, it was like, um, I, I didn't like being in my home. So mm. I, and I never felt any privacy. I never felt comfortable. So I would always be out and about, out and about, moving mm. around, moving around. And so now, like, now that it's like moved into my own space and I'm able to like calm down, I do feel those days where you like, just want to be I at just want to be at home. That's like, real. I'm like, I don't want to go anywhere. I just want to be at home because I'm finally in a space where it makes me feel comfortable enough to do so. And mm. so I was just like, I, I need to reevaluate like how many people I can allow into my space because it yeah. was making me just very, very like tense whenever I was home and I was afraid that something was going to happen and it'd be a fight or it's just like a, yeah. somebody was going to piss me off. And I'm yeah, like, oh, I'm yeah. like, I don't even want to be here. You know, what? I'm just going to stay out. And people say it to me all the time. Like, you're always outside. You're always outside. And it's like, I'm just a product of my environment. Like, I did not That's realize real. it anymore. Yeah. But now, like, Monday through Friday, like, I am home. Like, yeah. I am home in my bed, like, relaxing. People call me, like, you're not outside. I'm like, no, I'm chilling right now, bro. Like, <laughs> don't call me. Don't seriously, call me. <laughs> it's, it's rare. It's rare. But it's, it's like, rare. it's a different type of feeling when you just feel, like, finally at peace. Yeah, and I think even for you, like, when you when you get out of like your current living environment, not that you haven't found ways to find your own peace now, mm-hmm. but you'll be maybe more at peace with staying home right. or at peace with slowing down, stopping mm-hmm. and like not just the meditation or like right. finding moments, but like finding days, finding to hours. actually rest. Yes. Yeah, exactly. You deserve mm-hmm. it. And that mm-hmm. helps with the burnout too because I was the exact same way where I just keep going, 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 going and I burn out. I'm like, damn, I'm out for the game. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm out literally, for the game. I'm literally, I'm down. Like, like, I have one. to plug myself into literally, bed. Literally, yeah. literally. And that's like when I have to like force myself to sit in bed so I feel like that will help with the burnout when it's just like you stop to take care of yourself mm-hmm. in, in like when they say like just start cleaning a little bit around your house and then after a while like yeah. the whole house will be clean you don't yeah. have to worry about it so much that's on the definitely weekends. real that's really how like your body mm-hmm. is the house and you just have to keep cleaning as you keep going along yeah like I definitely ha- like I'm still a busy body and right. so that's something that I'm like I'm excited to work on yeah. right within right. myself yeah but it happened first like in my relationship yeah. right because you know, not being able to like we went to every museum, and so once you exhaust yeah. the possibility of museum, <laughs> yeah. you're like, okay, now what? What else, what else can we do? Yeah, you know, and picnics are cool. Yeah, but in in the heat of COVID, you want to you you're and you're young. Yeah. You want to do something fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And just having to face the fact that like the fun that we want to have, we can't have right yeah. now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and so being and and, and it. It's so funny when you're getting to know somebody, you think asking them a million questions is like how you get to know them. And yeah. it's like, nah, you have to actually spend time, spend time yeah. doing nothing with them. Absolutely. And that's the real test. Like, do I genuinely enjoy your energy? Yeah. Like, do I enjoy when your When you're doing nothing and I'm doing nothing, do we like each other? Mm. Literally. Yeah. And, and, and we sit in silence for a second. Right. Like, and, and then having to deal with like, understanding what that silence means right yeah. you know what i mean that it's not anger that it's, it's not, not animosity anger, it's not confusion know? it's just peace definitely right. i love you mm-hmm. and, yeah. and that and we we went through that and that happened um and then we had to figure out how to balance each other's lives mm-hmm. with each other and the friends that we have yeah and so it's it's been it's just been such a beautiful journey mm-hmm. because at every point of development where you're trying to figure out how to like i guess take the union to the next level mm-hmm. um and and for me that's not even like big mm-hmm. kind of like momentous things right you know what i mean it's like 
the small wins to me is just like figuring out how do we schedule each other's lives yeah. in a way that we feel is respective of each other's yeah. individuality. Mm. You know what I mean? Damn, Ben, you said another word. I'm screaming. <laughs> no, and it's real. Yeah. It's so real. And so being able to like navigate those spaces and have like actual conversations about it instead of being passive aggressive about things yeah. is like super important to me because that just makes me know that I'm valid. Like my opinion is validated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so like he's someone I feel like I can talk to about anything with. That's and so sweet. Yeah, I love this for you. I love this It's for you. so crazy. I like some days I'm just like, damn, like I really got got yeah. in the best way possible. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, no, that and it it was a it was a roller coaster ride mm-hmm. having to transition do all of that. But I, I would do it all over again. Honestly, I would. Can you imagine? Like, can you imagine? This but this is why, like, I, I keep going. I keep going on these dates. <laughs> she keeps and I, going. And I keep that, that mama like, mentality because I'm like, I'm gonna find that. Now I'm gonna like my next date is gonna be that one. Like it's it's gonna be that one where it's just like, all right, mm-hmm. I know where I'm at now. Mm. I, I found my home. <laughs> <laughs> but until then, I'm gonna keep grinding through. <laughs> I know that also part of the thing that was very odd to me about you. Was you have good taste buds, but you're vegan. Yo. <laughs> so I'm like, uh-uh. So Kristen, you, you like understand my life. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, people act like, I feel like people view be like vegan people the way they view married people. Absolutely. They're like, you're like, you're married. Like, yeah. you can't look at somebody else. Absolutely. Yeah. You're like, no, yeah. okay, Morris Chestnut is the finest man. <laughs> you can't tell me that he's not. Right. Like, I'm married, but I'm not blind. Exactly. It's like the same with vegan people. Like, you eat tofu. Why do you have, like, why are you eating a piece of salmon? Yeah. And... I feel like when you're raised vegan, when your when your dietary choice is chosen for you, right? And I'm not saying that I'm mad about it because it's it's opened me up to a whole world of health that oh, I didn't okay, even know Okay, so it was existed. chosen for you. Just going back, it was yeah, chosen for you. Like was, you grew up this. I was raised. Yeah. I went from oh. breast milk to soy milk and protein <laughs> drinks. I thought you were. Mm-hmm. You chose to do this. I thought no. halfway through you just chose well, to do now this. It's my, a choice. my parents went vegan yeah. in their twenties. Yeah. Oh, and they were like, "You too, baby. Come on." Yeah. <laughs> they said, "My kids are gonna be. It's gonna be great." Wow. You know, and it, it was it was great because I didn't I didn't know that meat existed for yeah. a very long time. Wow. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. so, but then you you know I I love watching the cooking show. Yeah. And that's why I learned like people eat other. Th- I was like, "Moo, people they, they eat other things." <laughs> like this man's eating a duck right now. Like, could, you, could you imagine? We go to Prospect chicken. Park and there's like a, a net and someone's pulling a duck out of the water like mm-hmm. that's insane um so i i i've always cooked i've always loved to eat right and so once i got to college i was just like bet like nobody's nobody's watching i'm putting it in my fridge right. nobody's ordering my food for me right and i just kind of began to explore and then a lot of people would be like she's a vegan like she's a fake vegan mm-hmm. and i'm just like no i'm i'm a person who's i put my bid in like yeah and like i stand by the fact like i stand by it i I will never cook meat in my house because mm. I, I genuinely don't know how to. Oh. <laughs> Your jokes. I don't know. Like, literally, I remember someone was just like, they had eggs in their kitchen. And this is a t- point in my life in my college career where I just, it was expensive to be a vegan. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was losing weight. And I was just like, this is not me. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I just had to get to a point where I was eating what was available. And right. I mean eggs. And someone asked me, they were just like, oh, you're like, you want an omelet? I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll take an omelet. And they're like, here you go. And I'm like, well, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I've never cracked one of these. Like, why are you giving this to me? That's so funny. I started putting milk right? in it. And I was just like, whoa, <laughs> what's going yeah. on? Right. Um, so no, I've, I, don't, I don't cook meat. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so the exploratory phase when I was just tasting foods because right. I had never tasted it before. Right. right. 
uh, I look back and I'm glad I did that. Yeah. Because it definitely enriched the way that I cook. Mm. Child, this, this girl loves some shrimp. Okay? Yeah. Listen, Who don't doesn't? get twisted. That's I'm what about I to get also a boil tonight. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I like about you, though. You weren't Never. one of those vegans that like got caught up in just being vegan and not understanding like right. what other things taste like right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's why i that's why we can eat well together right because we, i don't know if we would be friends if we didn't sit down and eat so many times because one thing about chris is she gonna get a meal but right my question to you is how do you really yourself back in like once you go off of it like how do you get back into like okay i'm gonna be vegan again it's so funny because like my body will literally feel like okay you put a lot of shit in it that's <laughs> crazy it. you know um probably stop doing that for me yes. <laughs> um and and like i feel like i'm at a point where i've tasted my fill of like of what i've wanted to yeah there's yeah. only so many ways you can have salmon so many you know what i'm saying <laughs> I've, I've tasted all the things that i've wanted to taste right mm-hmm. I'll, I'll never delve into the red meat yeah, yeah. and so it, like i feel like i'm at a point now and it's so funny i just had this conversation with my partner i was just like if you ever see me like swaying off of the course like pull me back right yeah. because i i'm just at a point where I know that I like only I can make food taste the way I want it to taste. Yeah. That's vegan. You mm. know what I mean? And so I just want to really stick by the diet, especially with like COVID. A right. lot of people would say COVID is like an immunity disease. If your right. immunity isn't up, then you're going to be susceptible to it. Absolutely. And I know that diet is really the first pharmacy. Yes. It starts with what you eat. Yeah. And so it's hard being a vegan who grew up vegan, who had an exploratory phase and people yeah. are looking at you like, what, like, you doing? what are you doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? Who just don't understand, and that's probably a part of me yeah. being private, but who don't understand the the full length of the journey Yeah. that now that I'm an adult, I'm really tra- starting to assert myself. It's like, no, I want to, and not to publicly declare it, but for myself, I've I've already had that conversation in the mirror. Like, yeah. Yeah. okay, it's totally for you doing. only. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, get it together. Get it together. You know? Wait, so is your partner vegan as well, or he just... No, yeah, he's he's vegetarian. Okay. And he eats vegan most of the time. Wow. Um, but you know, when you I mean his his family's Haitian. So yeah. it's like you go to you go to like a, a family. Yeah, event, I don't know how the hell he's doing that. You know what I mean? This all this is legume and then you eat it. Yeah. You're just like, oh no, there's there's dried fish in it. Right. Like, oh, oh, okay. Thank you tell me after. <laughs> you tell me it was my, vegetarian. My sister went um watching a vegetarian for like two weeks in high school. Two weeks is all she could do because every single time mom be like, I made food for you. Like I made food for right. you. It's, it's vegetarian, it's vegetarian. She'd be like, What do you make? She's like, I made rice and chicken, but don't eat the chicken. <laughs> this is not how it's supposed to go so it's it just made no rice. sense yeah it's, it's so hard to <laughs> yeah. do like i couldn't even imagine growing up without me because it's such a staple in my life like in every yeah. single meal that i've had like yeah. from breakfast to lunch to dinner like yeah like my meat was tofu so right. like i never felt and it's and a lot of people tell me like oh i want to go vegan i'm just like it's not just about cutting meat out of your diet it's, exactly it's, it's so much literally you have to look at everything you have the to thought look at, of not having an egg is nuts to me you know, it's like you have to know the right protein powder that you're right. using and like incorporating nut butter and right. then all this like i take 30 vitamins a day like all the supplements you have to take mm-hmm. yeah to just keep your body afloat. keep your body afloat yeah. absolutely you know what i mean you ever had uh by chloe was it by chloe yeah i think it is or i've had by chloe. chloe do you like it yeah it was cool yeah it was all right it was all right yeah. they had like this beat uh <laughs> ketchup i didn't like that no, that yeah, was gross. yeah that was nad- nasty does, and then then there's vegans like that that give vegans a bad rep but right. see that's what i'm saying it's like veganism in the last like i guess last decade last, no even last like five yeah, seven years has yeah. blown up into I don't want to say like, yes, a lot of people have adopted it as a real lifestyle, right. but mm-hmm. also made it something that's like trendy. Right. Like, oh, I'm vegan. You know? Like, let me get my green juice. Yeah. I'm like, like, you know mm. what I mean? <laughs> I'm, ju- I'm juicing every vegetable today. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's my stubs. meal. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. No. Like, growing up in Brooklyn, like, veganism was, it's so funny because vegan was never the word. We mm. were vegetarians. 
I was a vegetarian. No, yeah, I I didn't use the word vegan until I entered like high school when it became you know like vegan was I think vegan was established as a word in like the 1970s or something. Okay. Okay. This this vegan society of like Mm -hmm. white people, right? Um, Because you're not white, right? Right. 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 It was vegetarian because when you go to and we we ate at. Chinese restaurants, mm-hmm. we ate at Indian restaurants because right. they always had be like vegetarian options yeah. on their menus. Yeah. But really growing up in Brooklyn, it was Ital food, which is Caribbean vegan food. Mm. Like Ital people, they eat raw food a lot, but they mainly just eat anything, like think of any Caribbean meal you can think of, and it's just they veganized it. Uh-huh. Wow. And that's how I grew up. So like I grew up eating galaloo and mm-hmm. like rice and peas mm. and curry chicken, but that yeah. was like veg it was yeah. just vegetarian based, like it was soy based yeah. meats. Right. And that's what I was raised on. Yeah. So when I go to restaurants and even I go to vegan restaurants, they're like giving me a plate of food and I'm just like, ew, this is, <laughs> this is this subpar. Is yeah. Right. yeah. No, that's the thing. It's all about this. It's all in the seasoning for vegan food. Yeah. Cause it's like, because it's some, because it's become such a trend lately, which yeah. is sad, unfortunately. But like in some ways people are starting to realize that like, you can do it. You just got to season the shit out of your yeah. food. You really and these do. You white know people are giving, doing. Yeah. These white people are getting a, a bad rep because they don't season their food they regularly. They don't season it regularly. So what do they want to do with some tofu? No. <laughs> no thing okay Nothing. and I, I grew up without beyond meat for me it was right. yeah. it was fry pats it right. was garden veggie patties and it was le- it was legitimately vegetables in right. a patty form yeah you know what I mean like when I say I put in the work they, they y'all weren't with me shooting <laughs> right. in the gym that right. she said I, I, I came from this alright I'm, I'm true to this not new to this right. yeah and so I feel like for me it's just like let me help you. Right. And how 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 are you gonna help? Right. Like, how, how, are you gonna how do we how do we get these seasons? Right. Yeah, like I mean, what are you gonna do? I have a little bookity book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bookity book. A little something. A little something I'm working on. <laughs> a little something I'm working on. You know. Tell us about it. Um. So. Okay, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna be talking. Yeah, we gotta be talking, be talking right now. Um. I yeah. So I started like making what cooking videos online mm-hmm. randomly in the middle of the pandemic because like. Everyone was doing it. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> I can cook. <laughs> Let me show you what I mean. Um, and uh, someone I grew up with literally was just like, "Yo, like, like, yo, be, you should just put this on like a PDF, mm-hmm. or, like Adobe or whatever mm-hmm. have you, and just use all stock photos and just set it, like sell it as an ebook mm-hmm. or a PDF or whatever have you." Right. And I was just like, "Nah, people are really gonna buy this." And he was just like, "I will buy it." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone's sitting at home. You know, no one wants to eat out every night. And, you know, I was already thinking of it. But the fact that he had reached out to me and said it, I was just like, "Mm, let me really consider it. But, you know, at the time, like, I was doing it just as a hobby because Mm -hmm. I was like, in my mind, you know, I'm going to law school. Mm -hmm. Right. 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 It's just for fun. It's just for fun. And it really kind of, like, turned into something much bigger. I didn't I didn't grow a crazy following. But of the following that I did get, people were asking for recipes. Mm. And I was just like... As a cook, your recipes really are your money. Yeah. So yep. if you're giving them away for free, then no. Yep. Then no, that's yeah. not yep. sustainable. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> You'll die. You'll wither away. And I'm vegan. It's expensive. <laughs> it's expensive, okay? For real. And so I started just kind of trying to figure out one, how do I put the seasons that I use into measurements because mm. that's insane. And black, I, one thing black. about black yep. people, they don't measure, measure nothing. Don't measure it's a little sprinkle, a little hint, right. like okay. a pinch. <laughs> what the hell is a pinch? Is my, it a teaspoon? My mom don't even say none of that. She's like, watch me do it. Exactly. I'm like, girl, Literally. My mom is like, this much of this. Right. Then you do a little bit of right. this. Generous. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Put it in the pan. It's all about the wrist. And so that that I had to juggle all those things before I even embarked on the journey of writing the book itself. Right. And then. I don't know. I think I got to the point where one jobs weren't panning out the way I needed them to. Mm-hmm. Right. And 
you know, as a busybody, want to keep busy. Yeah. And I, I just kind of, I kind of went beast mode into it a little mm. bit. I was, I was at a point where I was waking up every morning and cooking was one of the most therapeutic things for me. Uh, and I was so happy to be home. Mm-hmm. That was probably one of the five top things I was happy to be mm-hmm. home about was right. being in an actual kitchen. Yeah. Right. Like with a, like, f- like clean full four cl- burner yeah. stove, yeah. big <laughs> clean oven. Like uh-huh. I was like, oh, all the ingredients that I need right, right. <laughs> that I don't have to pay for. Everybody's vegan so here. Everyone is vegan here. And it's just like the space too. Like yeah. the space, like I love to cook now, but in my apartment, it's like it's one little pan. It's like, all right, I'm done now. Yeah. That's it. I'm no, not doing this anymore. Yeah. Come on. But, and so I had the opportunity to really just like get back into it because my my cooking journey started with baking. I, yeah. I baked. That's what I did. Yeah. Right. Um. I baked cakes. Like I yeah. like my the first thing I ever wanted. I think I turned ten. And I was like, I want an easy bake oven. Oh, and same. My, and I had one. Okay. Facts. Wow. Facts. <laughs> High five. I want. I missed out on that one. I'm yeah, not it was lit. And I would make <laughs> little cupcakes, yo. Mm-hmm. And I would fiend for my mom to take it from the top shelf of the closet. Mom, can we please? <laughs> I'm trying to make some cupcakes. Get it. Get I'll, it. I'll clean up afterwards. I promise. Exactly. I had an easy bake oven, and so I baked. Mm-hmm. Um. And the, one of the first recipes I ever mastered was like pancakes yeah and i would i would bake those pancakes like i perfected that recipe mm-hmm. right and i make mine from scratch because wow. the only vegan pancake mix that we had on the market at the time was called like fern pancake mm-hmm. mix i just sound don't nasty. even sound good yeah that just sound like listen cardboard <laughs> yeah. is i think i had it recently for the first time and i actually gagged so it's just like we were eating this up like it was <laughs> i remember the first time i had ihop and i was like no way <laughs> This is what a pancake tastes like. That's mad funny. I looked at my mom like, you've been lying to me. <laughs> you've been holding out. <laughs> like, that's wild. Uh-huh. And I, I just, I perfected that pancake recipe. And people, you know, my, my grandfather, he's a top chef to me. Wow. He cooked in St. Thomas. That's where my, my mom's family's from. Mm-hmm. He, he cooked at a big hotel in St. Thomas. And he was like a sous chef there. Like, he worked his way up. Wow. Mm-hmm. He makes dishes that, like, that I could eat every day. Right. And I grew up cooking with him. Mm. And so when I kind of sat down to write like the book, it started as like this huge opus. Like mm-hmm. I had like a hundred recipes in there. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just things that I've made forever. Right. Mm-hmm. Things that I think people who might want to go vegan never even thought yeah. should be a staple yeah. in what you eat as a vegan. Right. Um, and then I just kind of took time to think about like, how could I rethink breakfast? You know what I mean? Or cause for me, I, I, Growing up on tofu, being introduced to mock meats or like what people now call uh, plant-based meats, yeah. right. it's still processed foods. Yeah. Mm. And so not wanting to just veg out on yeah. processed foods all the time, right. kind of rethinking like, all right, how can I incorporate more vegetables yeah. that are like really tasty? And so I just kind of spent like a couple of months brainstorming how to like twist different recipes mm-hmm. that I make. Yeah. And, you know, I was talking to my mom one day. And she was just like, okay, you're taking too long to get this out. You're mm-hmm. still in like the preparatory phase. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I want to see some results. And she yeah. put some, she put good pressure on me. Right. Kristen also is just like, all right, we haven't seen yeah. any movement on um, <laughs> the Instagram. Right. Uh, right. Did you quit? What's going on? Yeah. No, first of all, like, she's damn. a whole social media manager because the other day she hits Honestly. me. She's like, could you possibly make some more TikToks? Like, um, what's like, been going on? I'm sitting here waiting for you. She's and like, consistency is, right. is the key success like, here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> She's unreal. <laughs> no, but listen, she gets she gets her results because I kid you not, it was literally on my birthday that night. I pulled out because like my partner got me an empty cookbook that I can like write oh. my recipes in. When I told him I wanted to write one, it's engraved uh, with my oh. name on it. You no, that. if he wanted, wanted to, to, he, he would. would. Like, okay. I'm not hearing nothing else, bro. Yeah. 
I'm screaming. Not supporting your dream, son. <laughs> Please continue. I'm tight right now. <laughs> but I literally, I was like, let me, let me write some, let me write some recipes in this book before it goes out my mind. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. And that night, like, I just, I wrote like 30 of them. Wow. And then she came to me and I showed them to her because I was just like, here, mom, like, there's progress. <laughs> <Is it good? laughs> but she was just like, what if you focused on brunch? Because brunch is one of the things that like, I love mm-hmm. one. Right. Ah, going to brunch, mm-hmm. celebrating at brunch, eating brunch foods. Brunch, 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 brunch. Brunch, brunch, brunch. 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 Black yeah. people love yeah. themselves some yep. brunch. Yeah. And one of the hard, like for me, even I'll be like, oh, I'm going to go get brunch. And I'm like, I want to get soul food, Caribbean soul type yeah. of brunch. And there's literally no place that does that. Absolutely yeah. not. Like there's no vegan spot where you yeah. can get that. Yeah. And so I was just like, let me look at the market, do my research, mm-hmm. what cookbooks are out there. Everyone yeah. wa- everyone wants to give you 100 plant-based recipes. Right. You know what I mean? And I've bought some of those books and mm-hmm. looked through them. And I'm just like, I would not make that. Literally. literally. Okay, one, where am I going to find fig leaves from? Like, <laughs> um, Talking about turning bread into chicken. Stop. Did you see that? Did you I see have. that? Mad bro. Carrots into bacon. <laughs> I was like, that this carrot tastes like a bacon. You're going to get me tight right now. It doesn't. <laughs> it's not a pig, sir. Please. It does not. <laughs> And so I was just like, what can I do that's different? Mm -hmm. And brunch to me, like vegan brunch is different to me. Like I have, I think I have four different pancake recipes in there. And I I stuck to basics that like anyone can make. Yeah. And it's the same basic recipe with different variations to it. Yeah. Um, Ways to master scrambled tofu. You know what I mean? I've gotten. That girl can make her some scrambled tofu. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you that. Because, and I, and I grew up hating tofu because it never had, I was just like, this has no flavor to it. Yeah. It was got a bad rep. A bad rap. Yeah. Trust me, I hated yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and I've just gotten to the point where I can make tofu taste good. Yeah. Okay. Because when I had eggs for the first time, I was like, now this is what tofu should taste like. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just figuring out how to make food taste good and not yeah. even trying to mimic Delicious. the meat that I ate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because right. everyone's like, so you're vegan because of political reasons right. for like animals and stuff. I was like, fuck them. No. That is not the reason. Animals, child. I said, no, no, no. This was this was quite literally given to me. Right. Um, and that's that's the end of the story. Yeah. Um, so for me, as a foodie, it's always just been about what's what's gonna make me go mm, when I eat this. Yeah. Like, damn. Mm, yep. Yeah. And yep. and I I feel like you're that's how your life should be. Like, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? True. That's this why is down why to where the food, food. No, literally, Christian is the one who taught me to just like appreciate food because I've always had like a really bad relationship with food growing up. Just like mm. being on the heavier set side, like I always just thought like, all right, food is my number one enemy, like public enemy number <laughs> this one. This thing right here, literally. And then finally, like when I got into like the body that I wanted, I just like we started going out and we started eating, and she was like, nah, you got to taste this, you got to taste. Mm-hmm. And Christian would take a first bite, but mm. <laughs> that's exactly what she does. And I got, and I found myself the other day. Olivia's like, and my sister turned to me. She's like, "What the hell are you doing?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Cause I'm Enjoying tearing myself. the sandwich. Literally, I'm tearing the sandwich. I'm like, this is what God intended. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm gonna eat a sandwich. I'm a goat. Literally, right. literally. But like, Come this, on. just hearing you, it just seems like you have such a great relationship with your body. Like, one, it's just I feel like people are finally learning that like, your body will tell you what you need. Yeah. And two, it's just like you just have a, a there's such appreciative look on so much that you do in your life, especially like something as minuscule as food. Like yeah. you just really appreciate what it tastes like. The what, basics. What, yeah, the, the basics. basics of like what's going into your body and what you're feeding mm-hmm. yourself and how it tastes. Like I feel like so many people, we eat for survival instead of mm-hmm. actually enjoying exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's just not silly. Me. Yeah. That's absolutely you know ridiculous. I mean? <laughs> it is. Do you, know, do you know people eat who eat for survival? Like, Nothing. Come on. The quinoa. Grass. I'm telling you, <laughs> that quinoa is what they eat for survival. You're not about to tell me quinoa tastes good, bro. I'm not doing it with you. Not if you just, I've seen people just throw it in the pot and they're like, yeah, I've already seen that. And I tell you, I I just sometimes I really just I just want to strangle vegan right and I <laughs> so have like, like it's a it's a great alternative no it's not 
No, no, it's not. It's don't like do that. You're fucking up the brand. Right. <laughs> Literally, who <laughs> let you out? Exactly. But no, yeah. So the the book is about brunch. Awesome. I love it's it. It's about brunch. Um, you have a title yet? Yeah, it's called um, BB's Fabulous Guide to Vegan Brunch. Ooh, Ooh. it's oh fabulous. <laughs> um, because for me, I'm like I'm the bougie chef, right? You know? yeah. And I remember I said oh, that my sister. My sister was like, "What does that mean, Banu?" And I was just like, "If you don't know what it means, you don't even know who I am." Exactly. Period. I'm really glad you're perfect exactly what you want yep. when like about when can we expect right you know listen publishing a book is no joke y'all right? I can imagine okay cause I thought I was finished editing yeah. two weeks ago right and I'm so glad that I've been meticulous about it because I would like when I read books and if there's an error my brain literally does like a like, <laughs> like, I know you caught that and I'm like damn like they should have caught that exactly. you know what I mean right. and so I would hate for especially when you're writing a cookbook I would hate mm-hmm. for someone to read it and be like well what does she mean by this right. like, so I'm definitely shooting for early mid-August okay, okay. you know okay. So definitely no, no by rush. the end of 2021 oh definitely okay alright all right, that's what I'm at definitely yeah. no but speaking I just had to take like there's this TikTok um, what you call it that talks about this infamous scene from Shit's Creek I don't know if you guys ever watched the show I have that shit is so funny it's it like folding the cheese and like what the hell does folding the cheese mean <laughs> like, that's, that's how I see cookbooks like I could never turn to a cookbook to, growing up because I was like the fuck does that even mean yeah. like, right I'm, it's like now you, you fold it over and put the shit this way and it's that way like, I'm like I'm gonna cook the chicken and keep going like Thank literally the like, cheese is going to melt like, why, why does it matter how the hell if I, do fold I fold it, it? Like, you know what I mean so I hope and that's how I like, felt like yeah. you know not trying to overcomplicate things it's like I like right. my biscuit yeah. to have layers and yeah. I'm just like Hmm, how do I explain to them how many layers I create? Right. Like the ways that I fall, and you know what I mean. And I was just like, "This is what we went to college for." Right? <laughs> how do I articulate ourselves? Like how literally, a message. Yeah. You know how do you how do you put out instructions for people to follow? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so it was definitely fun. But y'all should know, I I still be cooking. Right. <laughs> All right. I'm ready. To, I I can't I wait. Still be cooking. I don't yeah. care. I'm not vegan, but I'm copping a book because I know somebody wait. who is vegan, Thank so I'm you. definitely gonna get it. Yeah. When this book comes out, it will be in our linker tree in our bio. Mm-hmm. Um. Before we go, yes. Leanna's gonna ask Benu Rapid Four. It's called yes. the Rapid Four. The rules are to give an immediate response. Yeah. First don't thing comes to your mind. Yeah. First thing that okay. comes to your mind. A few words, up to two yeah. sentences, no more. Right. Okay. 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 All right. Here we go. You ready? What is one widely accepted rule that you always break? Oh my god, dressing for leisure. Mm. I hate that shit. <laughs> that is good. That yeah. is good. All right, amongst your friends, what are you best known for? Say it. Oh. Okay, the positive. We'll start negative first. We end on positive now. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> being a little tardy. <laughs> 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 Yo, Kristen hates it. She no, wanted to chuck me. I don't know how we got garbage. put with the most on-time person in Literally. the world. But one thing about me, I'm gonna run a CPT. Anyway, moving on. Ghetto. She said I'm proudly black. Exactly. Oh wait, and what's the positive? Positive is that I'm I'm super silly. Yeah. Where would your family be most surprised to find you? Oh my god. I don't know. Probably at a bar. They'd be like, You're at a bar? Girl, we seen you at the bar. You can see comfortable. You sure? <laughs> uh, like, are you really there? Right exactly. Now? We didn't see it. That's mad funny. Okay, and the last one. Who is the most fascinating person you've ever met? My mother. Oh. We haven't heard that one in a minute. I'm not gonna That's lie. really nice. It made me tear up. That's beautiful. Really? I love that. One thing I did want to point out before Ben leaves is that um I even wrote down while you were talking. I just love that you're you're private, but you're not secretive. So it's like, you know that you're you're not hiding anything, like we said in the beginning, mm-hmm. but it's just like, we meet so many secretive people in our lives who go over, like overextend themselves to make sure that they 
do not that people don't know anything about them that they right. keep their lives a secret mm-hmm. but it's like when actually they're calling out for help and it's mm-hmm. like you are just you're private you're you're set in your ways and you know what you are and like i really love that i would love for you to come back and talk about boundaries because it seems like you have really good ones hope. but thank you so much for joining on the show we love you so I much love you guys. we're this super awesome. grateful to have you on the podcast um when her book comes out guys we like i said we will put in our linker tree in the bio yep um please like comment subscribe follow, follow us yes. okay yes, follow uh, them follow us <laughs> and on- listen <laughs> yeah don't forget to listen exactly don't forget to listen we're on spotify apple Podcasts, and pretty much any streaming platform you can think of mm-hmm. um send it to your friends yep. um share it on your instagram stories and stay tuned to know when benu's book comes out yep. um we will be back on, on the, the next, next episode, episode. bye, bye. Come on, 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 come on,